0: Today I saw a, like, clearly Midwestern family in Harvard Square doing, like, what must have been college tours, but they were all holding hands, like, the family was holding hands in a chain with their, like, 17-year-old daughter, clearly they're from college visits, all wearing, like, Harvard sweatshirts that they had got at a souvenir shop, and I was just like, Jesus Christ, <laughs> they were, yeah. After That's literally every day them.
1: I go down near the mall. Yeah, <laughs> every I wanted, day. I, I
0: kind of wanted to mug them.
2: You should Yeah, yeah, that that, that, that would have been the real Boston experience. You should have
0: just A guy who moved from the place there coming from a bunch of East Coast City.
2: Except you do it with an accent, you're just like, hey. No, you just need to recreate that scene no, from you're like, I'm uh I'm from
0: Tulsa, fuck you, give me your money. Yeah. yeah.
1: You're like, you think Chicago's fucking bad? I'm from Tulsa. <laughs> yeah, we bring, bring be, the crime with us.
0: People from like Des Moines coming up to the city for the first time, just get mugged by someone else from the Midwest.
2: No, you
1: should go be a black Israelite to them. That's what you should do. <laughs> they post up all the. Ooh, time on my
2: <laughs> oh God! I bet the mall has some great, just like 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 OU's campus has several just like standing protesters OU's who are, are there all the time. Week.
1: Compared to like you're walking around and some guy's like, actually, did you know that Jewish people are um, not humans, but also we're black and Jewish? And they're Lassie. a parasite race? This
0: um, is surprisingly light on weirdos. Like, um, we don't have a. No, ton of them. no,
2: no, 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 Lassie. You come from, you, you are like us, trash people. I'm a hill trash people. You all are city trash people, but you got to Boston and you were like, Oh, a city full of trash people. It's like how I would feel entirely comfortable living in Philadelphia is because at the end of the day, I know how to survive in a riot. And to be really honest, I kind of move with the crowd.
0: Right. But like New York and DC have those people who will dress in like, uh, you know, a unicorn helmet on their feet. Yeah, Yeah. And like, L.A.'s got some of that. Yeah, L.A. has
2: that too. No, because you get your fucking ass whipped. It's cold there. Yeah, Step outside in that fucking (laughs) dumbass shit and see if we don't fucking fucking stomp your head, man. That's That's the same way I am. I mean, it's not that bad in Norman, but because the people who really feel that way are just like terrible racists and like wander our campus in blackface. And so...
0: Well, I feel like something about like New York or L.A., if you are like mentally ill, part of that's woven into just the L.A. culture of like, all right, well, mentally ill people try and get famous all the time there. You're just you just happen to be homeless while they are trying to do that as well versus Boston. There's no opportunity for you to just be an insane weirdo. There's opportunities in New York and L.A.
1: And here you do it because like somehow the government.
0: Yeah, no, there it's like, okay, well, the government clearly has satellites they
1: put in my brain. They're right here. I have to stop them. There was a dude who, uh, you know that, like, square across the street from the Target, Lassie? Yeah,
0: yeah.
1: Um, there was a guy who was there for, like, three or four months. He's gone now, but every day he's just there yelling about, about literally satellites in his brain <laughs> and Trump being a Russian puppet and all. It was just all day. It was literally all day. That's, that was his job.
0: Yeah, we, we like really don't have We have homeless people but they're just kind of all Like dour people with 90 Coats on so We just don't have like the I don't know out now out crazies I, Norman I does all- nor,
2: nor, nor, Norman has A couple street corners that just have dudes Screaming on them and Yeah like campus
1: corner there's that guy Who's like so here's my 17th reason Why I hate Debo and you're like dude it's 9am man <laughs> He's bro, it's 9 a.m. I, and I, you're I, gonna keep going until the day's over. And I don't know how you're gonna
2: pull it off. I like, went I'm to Chipotle. Busted. I went to Chipotle. Done something with t- him. I went to Chipotle two days ago. He was standing out there. <laughs> He's still hanging out, <laughs> doing his thing. I mean, you got to respect the hustle at the end of the day.
0: I'm thinking Boston must have done something with its crazies. Like, there's a bunch of islands out in the harbor. Maybe they just picked one of them and, like, shipped them all over there. No, it's like the Eldritch Horde. They're all dumped
2: in Fenway. No, it's (laughs) it's like the Eldritch Horde that, like, every night the. the, the river monsters of Boston just, like, come out and, like, take a third of the homeless. And so, just, like, it's, it, they're essentially a prey population, so they're kept in check by, like, the predators, and there's, like, a, a natural equilibrium that exists.
0: I think they just all got put on whatever, like, northern main island they put Caroline Kennedy on.
2: <laughs> <laughs> I thought admission to that island was a uh, ice pick through your eye, but... <laughs> no,
1: no, uh, um, <laughs> Ted Kennedy actually crashes a car
0: and that's how you end up on the island. <laughs> Many months start come and gone since Let's I from from, uh, Oklahoma's most Republican Oklahoma hills where I was
1: born. Yeah, I keep doing crime Many a page of life You're gonna be my man. oh, Well I feel like I'm in those hills rough. I still belong. we be doing crime.
0: Down there are revisions in the and there are
1: reactions. we just can't make it. a is
0: Red Star over Oklahoma. Now we down down Indian Nation. The Cowboys' life is the occupation. And Oklahoma, Hills, where I was born. I'm Adam Burnett, and
2: this week we have Stephen Lastman and Carl Roberts on the show. And this is Red Star over Oklahoma. We are a politics and news podcast broadcasting about Left Oklahoma. This week in National News, we're going to be talking about the Mueller report being released. Mueller. God Mueller. damn it. I'm going to say God Mueller. I I did the thing that happens sometimes where you jokingly say a word to mispronounce it and then I can't stop. It's not myself. joking
1: when you do it every time.
2: Exactly. Like it's
1: pronounced Mueller. <laughs> no,
2: no. That's not even from God. the Mueller
1: region of France. No,
2: if it's if it's French, you have to remember that we can't say it all correctly and the L's the L's are made up and the points don't matter and the consonants don't matter. So it'd be like, Robert, Mouye. Robert Mouye. yeah, it'd be yeah. or something like that. Um, then we're going to talk is about, is he like this- a, <laughs> a <Yeah>. wine guy? <laughs> Robert Mouye? <laughs> He could yeah, be a okay, wild guy. Stupid. Okay. Uh, then we're going to talk about the stop and shop protests before turning to we're going to we're going to do something a little different this week than we normally do Oklahoma news. Uh, but we're going to actually talk about uh, the movie Vice, starring Christian Bale uh, and directed by Adam McKay.
1: We tried to do a conservative reading this this week, but there was literally nothing interesting.
2: So let's jump right on into national news. Uh, so like we said, the Mueller. Wait. Wait.
1: Pause. You're not going to mention that it's the 69th episode and we're recording it on 420.
0: That's true. This is cause for celebration. This, this is a huge milestone. deal.
2: It, it, is, it is a milestone. I will say that. Um, I, I, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Who changed my hair to nice? Because hair is better than nice.
1: No, you say 69 nice. You no, say you nice, say hair. Like, hey. Adam, it's an, it's an inner. God yeah. damn it. I hate you so much.
0: Last April, April 20th, 20th is Hitler's
2: show. birthday, and <laughs> oh, yeah, so I don't know why you celebrated exactly.
0: That's which is what we're celebrating today, as
2: a stress <laughs> right podcast. Wait, wait, was Columbine today or yesterday? <laughs> Columbine was today. Yeah. Shit, this doesn't seem like a holiday anyone should celebrate. Well, no,
1: Columbine happened because they smoked weed, and the devil took control of them. No, it's because they played Grand Theft
2: Auto. I thought it was because they wore trench coats. I think, I think it's been very, very. I think, I think, I think all
0: of those things. Uh, It was clearly
2: overdetermined. A lot of things
1: caused Colin. Listen to Marilyn
0: Monroe. You should just never, never take advice from uh, actresses. Yeah, so, especially about, ones that fuck the president.
2: Exactly. So th- speaking of these kind of people, uh, the Mueller report came out and I mean, it's been redacted um, to the levels that Barr uh, could handle. I, he still left a couple good things in there. Um, but I think it's important to say on the show that we've kind of worked to avoid talking about uh, how terrible the orange man in the white house is and, We've really tried not to saber rattle about Russia um, and not just also to bitch and moan about the awful, scary Republican. Uh, because I didn't vote for Hillary Clinton either um, and uh, pretty pr- was, was pretty vocal uh, about not having voted for Hillary Clinton uh, and not being a fan of hers. Um, but uh, kind of, unfortunately we've kicked the can of not discussing this kind of as far as we can and it's three years into his presidency and this is probably going to be the most we see. I mean, um, if he gets reelected, which, you know, I'm not, I'm too, I don't want to start making predictions, but
0: I don't think I'm going to say it's, too soon to call which is already a scary thought that we can't objectively say there's no fucking way he'll be president next
2: no
1: year. no there's no the no democrats the democrats are gonna run their own uh uh handsy uh <laughs> racist uncle and oh, it's oh, gonna true. work he's
0: he's he's less of a sex predator than trump so that's probably gonna win them that, yeah. that election
2: Shit
1: But You still want a little bit of sex predator
2: Yeah but You want to get a little bit of that centrist vote And I mean obviously There's an amount of sex predator that is proper There's
0: the It's the centrist response to Not harassing women versus harassing women You gotta go somewhere Less
2: than Roy Moore More (laughs) than Al Gore Is kind of where we're at Um so, I mean, I think, you know, you can look at it, but I think you can also, I mean, I've, I've, I've read chunks. I haven't read the whole thing cover to cover, but I've read most of and understand what was in the report. And I, but I mean, I don't think that anything in there was such news breaking. I mean, I've always been of the opinion that, um, the, he asked on stage and his stupid son put out the emails of them making a back channel to Russia that circumvented reporting uh, uh campaign reporting and they discussed with uh foreign agents including people who were unregistered foreign agents um there was a direct to tip be fair for okay, tat.
1: okay to be fair
2: literally everyone in DC is an unregistered foreign agent
1: that is just how it works that's just normal and
2: <laughs> after this report Like it's been one of the biggest things that has changed is people asking and calling in to report as foreign agents because they're realizing now that they need to and they are required to. But, yeah, you're right. And I think that's also, I mean, you know, this is I don't think that in this kind of the next point we have here is I don't think this is too different than a lot of the other shitty things that presidents do. But, I mean, I think that it is clear that he doesn't game a give a hot shit about anyone in this country, uh, except his own power and prestige. And I think if he could sell his children, he probably would.
0: Yeah. I mean, it's definitely, I mean, this confirms just kind of everything. A lot of things we already know. It's just like all of the quotes are kind of nice to see. Cause it's like, Oh yeah, there's no way you can pretend he's not who we all think he is. Yeah. Um, but it's—I don't know. There's just so many illegal things that he's done to fixate on this one, like Russia connection. Seems like I don't know. It's just like putting all of their eggs in the Mueller basket. Fuck! no, I'm. God damn it! <laughs> yeah, in the Mueller basket. Now you've got <clears throat> it in in the cop basket In that that cops <laughs> investigation and. Yeah, I mean, there's just so many other things to focus on that they are hammering Russia so hard. It's just kind of a weird route to invest in so much.
1: In a way that I think is is, is actually kind of interesting, especially since what we'll be doing later in the show. Like Trump was just doing like the Saddam Hussein WMD thing where it's like, well, like you're being shady, but you're really not doing anything like illegal, right? But you're being so shady and you're doing stuff that's illegal about being shady about it. Yep. Because, like, Saddam was not making WMDs, but he was like, well, we're going to, like, reschedule this the day of. Like, you're supposed to come check this out, et cetera, et cetera. It's the same thing with the obstruction of justice, where it's like, you don't have to commit a crime to obstruct justice. And and so it's like, okay, like, everyone's like, oh, they must have been doing something. Uh, That's why they were trying to obstruct justice. It's like, no, these people are just dumb as bricks. These people are literally idiots. That's why they're
2: doing this. That's the only reason. And yeah, and I and and I think that they they probably would have done illegal things and tried to cover them up, but the thing is, is they're just fucking stupid. And also,
0: and well, (laughs) and I think also, it's
2: I I think that, and this is one of the reasons we hadn't really discussed this is that it's kind of a one way street because guess what, Mueller is a Republican appointed by Republicans appointed by Republicans, and I just don't they weren't gonna. They weren't going to burn their own bridges. What were they going to... Really? Is that what we expected them to do? To announce... Nope. To nobly announce that the Republican Party has become so corrupt that they're going to (laughs) disband. Is that what was going to happen?
0: Yeah. No, of course not. But they're already... The uh, the dims are already just like, well, look, there's an election in 18
2: months. So... Well, well, basically half a presidency from now, there's an election. So let's just stop.
0: Yeah. Which is like, all right. If you learned anything from kind of how they were able to cripple Clinton for two years before, <laughs> yeah like his election just by impeachment proceedings going on that whole time, like just no, no, tie well, him there up. Was, like, yeah there was not that, to go after him there was that there was
1: that fucking interview with Pelosi, where she was like, "I believe he's doing illegal stuff and he's uh, threatening our constitutional order blah, blah blah, that huge interview with her from uh, with the Washington Post. And then, She also said in the same interview where she's like, I think he's a threat to like our constitutional order. And I think he's like breaking the law regularly. And she's like, well, we can't impeach him. That would be bad. And it's like, what's the point? Yeah, because what she
0: means is that she thinks that it's okay that he has the power to do those illegal things. But she just doesn't like that he is the one who is behind the wheel. She wants all of those illegal things he's doing to be possible. Well, I think for for, for a different president.
1: Yeah, exactly. That's what it is, because it's like, okay, Obama used a lot of these powers, like Obama, a lot of the powers that Obama took over from Bush, like just summarily executing people, like spying on everyone all the time, something, again, we're going to talk about later. (laughs) Um, But it's just like this, this shit, they want to have it whenever they get in control and they don't want to do impeachment for that reason, because they're like, no, this is good. It's good when we do it. Not well, like the, I, the, the, the role is rotten, like the, the position itself is
2: rotten. And I think even And it's the, not like he's hurting them either. Like Nancy Pelosi's making yeah. money off of him. And I think the optics of it are play to Pelosi's favor too. Because I don't think she could get through impeachment proceedings, even if she really, really wanted to. And so, for her to look at something that I believe to be essentially impossible for her right now, to look at that and to go, mm, "We're not even going to do it," because he doesn't even matter that much. It's like it's like the 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 girl trying to break up with her boyfriend, being like, <laughs> "Listen." I don't even He's give a fuck. Worth He's not worth it. I don't even give a fuck. I'm going to fucking live my life and I'm going to move on from this. And that's exactly what she's pretending to do. But like, it's just, it, it doesn't help that like every day she's still texting Trump and being like, Hey baby, won't you incriminate yourself? Um, <laughs> Hey, I want to see that fat fucking hog, yo. Um, Can you let me know when you, like, talk to Russia in the past 70 days or whatever? I don't know. (laughs) That's the
1: only illegal thing I have a problem with, talking to Russia. Tax fraud. Okay. I also do the tax fraud. uh, Uh, Attacking, attacking.
2: Hey, 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 baby. (laughs) I I love that drone program. Let me know when you're bombing (laughs) Yemen next. Hearts, hearts, hey baby, hearts. I think
1: it's super hot whenever you kill like 15, 12 year olds at a wedding.
0: Uh, right. What's funny is uh, seeing people like, like Maddow and like the people who have been just running the all of the Crass and Scenes, all the people who've been running the Muller griff since it started have doubled down on it. Like they're they're like, you know what? Mueller, foreign agent. He was uh yeah. he, was, he was a Russian. He is working for the Russians too.
1: It's just, but that's the thing, because you always have to come up with something else.
0: It's, You've it's always, severe trauma syndrome. They can't, just, they can't, yeah. Like Rachel Maddow is
1: just Alex Jones for suburban wine moms that aren't uh, suburban
2: beer dads. And you me. Know? Oh. <laughs> I, suburban beer dad. I can take that one.
1: Yeah, you actually watch Alex Jones, Adam. You are suburban <laughs> beer dad.
2: But I also love Maddow. <laughs> and Silver Fox, that's what I call Anderson Cooper.
0: Ooh, centrist. <laughs> God no, damn it, I just, Adam. I just, we you, don't I just accept your cent- I just find pieces. Anderson
2: Cooper to be reliable and I trust him when he talks.
0: Oh, it's- no, I meant for your Maddow and Alex Jones consumption. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Russia and Pizza Gator.
2: <laughs> Listen. <laughs> Listen, Alex Hillary provides should be me. arrested
0: and Donald Trump should be arrested. <laughs> but not for the they actual actually both reasons been they should secretly
1: be arrested. arrested. <laughs> Listen, for conspiracy theory reasons instead of the fact that they're both abhorrent human beings or okay. an affront to morality.
2: But these aren't jokes, these are my plans. So, well, anyway, so moving forward, do you want to talk about uh, stop and shop?
0: Yeah. Um, So uh, some news from here in New England. Um, Starting on April 11th, the workers of Stop and Shop, the largest grocery chain in New England, walked off the job. Uh, The work stop just involved over 31,000 people at 240 stores in Massachusetts, Connecticut and Rhode Island and is the uh, biggest, uh, quote, unskilled labor strike that we've seen in the Countries in at least the 21st century for sure. Um, this is like a super big deal because uh, this is like a massive strike. Uh, a lot of stores have already shut down. Uh, mostly the strikers are angry over healthcare negotiations. Uh, the company imposed a big increase in the premium costs over the next three years, doubling the out-of-pocket limits for. Uh, that are workers uh, in some cases. So um, negotiations broke down and workers all, uh, the the uh, union, which is the um, United Food and Commercial Workers Union, decided to walk off the job with over 31,000 employees, all protesting outside of the stores, um, resulting in a lot of different stores, including the one in my neighborhood, to shut down, after I close their doors.
1: UFCW yeah. is tight as, like, tight as shit. I'm a big fan of UFCW. Um, yeah, they, great organization.
0: Um, and yeah, they're like most grocery store workers uh, across the country who are unionized are part of UFCW. Um, I think like the giant parent company that owns Stop and Shop also owns like all of the grocery stores up and down the East Coast, like a Food lion harris teeter a lot of those like giant chain yeah like basically it's the same company that owns all of them they're just under different names (laughs) um but i think stop and shop is one of if not the the biggest branch they have
1: yeah it, it is actually as far as i know the biggest um and it's I think, I think it's actually really interesting that we see this because all the other strikes in the, the recent strike wave, which is like one of the biggest in American history, have been public sector strikes
0: for the most yeah, part. Yeah, teacher strikes mostly, mm-hmm. and those have definitely taken up the most attention for sure, but yeah, it's mostly been public sector, so this is a really, really significant one because it's completely private sector, and uh, previously it was all like kind of specialized stuff like teachers, but this is just general labor, um, and You know, I hate the word unskilled because every job is difficult. takes a I mean,
1: and everybody knows that it's not unskilled labor, because every time you go to the fucking um, self-checkout machine, you're always like, well, this is stupid. And I'm not going to like I can't make it work. I can't make it work. I'm going to
0: do it wrong and I'm going to end up stealing something because this is horseshit. It's a job. It's difficult and it takes ability. It's like every every labor position is skilled. But for, quote, unskilled labor, this is like the largest strike that we've seen in a long time. Um, and then the in the first few days of the strike, visits to the chain by regular customers plummeted by 75 percent, uh, which is uh, I think they have lost nearly 20 million dollars in profits in the one week. Uh, and the one that I saw, the one that I went by, they were just saying uh Uh, Strikers are just yelling at people. uh, They haven't had a fresh food delivery in 10 days. So I think it's all non-perishables and they're like, you know, basically looking like the aftermath of a hurricane in there.
2: Well, and I mean, I think that, you know, it's, 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 it's definitely a lesson in, uh, you know, just economics because at a certain point, how much cheaper is it to pay your workers a living wage and be able to staff your buildings than it is, uh, to, not have anyone work for you.
0: Yeah, I think they've already lost more than the cost of what those uh, like healthcare cuts would have been. So, yeah, I mean, it's like spend that money on your workers and then you won't have to pay for the lost work because they're unhappy.
2: Alternatively, uh, if the company owns well, enough I, I, property, they can just make enough people's lives shitty enough that people have to get jobs there and then... They'll just treat them however they want, which is, I think, probably what their plan but is. I, th-
1: I think the math isn't, oh, we're losing this much money or something. I think it's more that, like, if they win, you know, even if it costs more money right now, the long-term result of them winning concessions and so on from the company will be more militancy. And so the idea is take the loss on the fucking chin and hope that you can keep taking the loss on the chin to the point that you break the union. Because if you break the union, then you're in a much better spot because you next year you do the same fucking thing whenever it comes to renegotiating the contract, and you say, well, you're not going to fucking do anything about it because you have less power than what, you did before.
0: And that's what they're trying so it's to not do even, here, it, it, is the uh, stores, yeah, I mean, the stores have that capital stored up. They are able to withstand the strike versus these workers are going on, I mean, up, up to 10 days without wages now, and for people making near minimum wage, which is better in Massachusetts than Oklahoma, but still not easy to live on, especially in a city like Boston. Uh, these people can't like go that much longer without getting paid before it starts to like seriously impact their lives in dangerous ways. And I think- and that's a the thinking- that, They're just trying to outlast them. Yeah, yeah. They, they, and that's yeah, the they thinking that
1: because- they can it is it is economic in the sense that it's like who has control over the business and so on, but it's not economic in 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 the numbers, you know? Um mm-hmm. and that is a really big important difference. And it's actually really cool that we're at that point where it is like, now they're now they're making a fight about who has power in the workplace. Because that's what well, this fight I is.
0: Think, I think what has really um I think that public opinion is really strongly on Stop and Shop's side. Um I pretty much everyone in the city uh, is very on board with it like even the pretty like centrist newspapers are You reporting mean it's on board with that, the striker side? Yes, yeah, favoring the strikers. Um, uh, and I think that uh, most people in the city recognize that cost of living is exploding here and that yeah, these people do need to be given enough to survive, you know, just because they're not don't have degrees or aren't doing some like technical skill. That doesn't mean you shouldn't be able to survive in the city that you work in.
1: Well, and it's also uh, one of those things. Like with, it's one of those jobs where it's like it doesn't. People have to do that job. You know. Yes. Exactly. Like, there is no world in which we don't need grocery stores. Like you, someone has to do that. If 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 anything else in the economy will function, people people got to uh, eat. People got to reproduce their labor. You no, know?
2: no, we need. See, everyone needs to get a, get a comp science degree like Parker, who is very diligently working on grocery store robots right now. That's where he is. He's so, in an no, electronic show working one, on grocery store robots.
0: For you. About three months ago, Stop and Shop had these like giant obelisk type things that they were testing out when negotiations were going on and they have deployed them. They're roaming the stores and they can like point, out things to you if you ask them about them a couple of stores are piloting like robot things to try and like threaten people with their jobs and be like oh we can automate this and so far all they do is tell you where things are
2: and so far those obelisks have murdered 38 children (laughs) and are responsible for the abductions of 278 more Um, it's
1: really wild that these monkeys saw the obelisks and started turning bones into clubs to kill each other um, I don't know why there were monkeys roaming, <laughs> roaming the aisles of Stop and Shop. Um.
0: That's the logo, the new Stop and Shop robot. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the, uh, the other thing is that it's been funny to see a lot of uh, like kind of hipstery people on board with the Stop and Shop uh strike just flooding the parking lots of Whole Foods because the regular grocery store is closed, so they gotta go to somewhere with uh good labor practices. Like Jeff Bezos's grocery store. <laughs> <The> nightmare. <laughs> oh.
2: Although I love I you know they have the these pot stickers that you can get at the Whole Foods and I tell you what, they're better than PF Chang's. Mm. God, I oh, like yeah. capitalism.
0: Sure, there I go. I'm going to be wearing robot exoskeletons in a couple of years, but damn it if the Whole Foods Fresh Food Bar isn't
2: delicious. Uh, Okay, the hot bar,
1: nationalize the Whole Foods hot bar. It's just (laughs) something we get. That way there will always be goddamn wings whenever it's fucking game day, and I don't call up the fucking place and I'm like, hey, I want wings for game day because I like your wings. And they're like, oh, we don't have wings. We don't know what football season is. We're crunchy hippies and fucking animals. Fuck you, 41st Peoria Whole Foods.
0: But that's, I think that's, uh, you know, Carl's rant to say <laughs> that's about most of uh, the latest with the stop and shop stuff. Uh, if you can, look up their strike, try and learn a little bit more, or, um, send them a pizza. Uh, I know that these people are doing everything they, they can to try and get some leverage against this powerful company.
1: And also, um, start if you work somewhere that UFCW might be interested, uh, UFCW might be interested. And unionizing. Um, look around. Um, uh, start talking, maybe to your people about it. Um, actually, talk
0: to and, us and um, talk and never, to your never never, dem- never cross uh, picket lines. I was yelling at some people for doing that earlier.
1: Yeah, so. never. If you cross, if you cross a picket line, um, automatic scalping. That's my standard. <laughs>
2: <laughs> and remember to call uh, all of your legislators in Oklahoma and anyone who you're supporting for public office, and make sure that they support uh, making unions legal in the state of Oklahoma again.
1: So, yeah, make sure they support card check. Yep, things of that nature. Um, and but actually, seriously, if you do work in a um, U- UFCW uh, applicable job, like uh, get in contact with us. I know some UFCW people. Um, and
0: yeah. oh, you know, um, it's definitely important to protect your rights in the grocery business. That's a notoriously bad labor practices market.
2: Yeah. Well, um, talking about other bad labor practices market, um, <laughs> we decided we'd try a little something different this week, um, and we all watched uh, the the new Adam McKay flick, Vice. Uh, it was, uh, put up for a couple Oscars. Uh, it's got Mr. Christian Bale in it. Mr. Steve Carell, uh, plays Don Rumsfeld. Um, and so we all gave it a watch over the last week and we're going to kind of discuss some of the stuff in it. Uh, the, the movie, uh, begins on nine 11, um, which kind of ends up being one of the major themes throughout the movie is the. Swift and mighty moves that our 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 uh, our wonderful villain Mr. Cheney uh, took to basically assert himself as the uh, most powerful man in America without ever actually. I think the swiftest move was anything. when he
1: ejected out of the pilot seat of the plane that flew into the Pentagon. It was a powerful scene.
2: Um there were a few counterfactual (laughs) scenes in the movie that threw me. There's a moment, there's a moment in the movie where, uh, they play it. Like he gives up politics, uh, for the rest of his life to, um, (laughs) uh, uh, Get, take care of his Rocket daughter Albert and, and like
0: live with his family. Yeah.
2: And because, because, uh, to be a Republican and his daughter's uh, gay and he can't do both of those things. And so, uh, he, uh, he's like, oh, okay, well, I'm just going to give up politics and they like roll the credits of the movie and everything. And they're like, uh, yeah, no, that's all funny until
0: he realizes the that ending and then he gets the call from George Bush.
2: I did I did like that one of the one of the, the they they start with the uh uh opening scene of 911 uh which is instrumental because I I think and I think you know I've heard these stories uh outside of the movie but it was also fun to see it um uh, but you you hear the stories of the two things is that about 911 from the white house was that uh, w got put in a plane and told to fuck off. Cheney was in charge of that whole operation, and two, Cheney spent the whole time talking to his lawyer about how to like get control of the government.
0: We can talk more about this later when he shows up. But Rockwell's W was so good at this. I, yeah, like, I love his his depiction of Rockwell. Just plays such a good like dumb, clueless idiot guy.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I, I want to talk about this more later. Um as well but I mean it, it, it's just the Charlie Ford of the presidency
0: essentially <laughs> um, but yeah no, that, but, that first opening scene and then the uh, flashback to Cheney just getting his first DUI <laughs> yeah,
2: beating the shit out of people well, and fucking driving his car drunk
0: yeah I, I,
1: thought, I thought it was actually like a really good move to, to juxtapose those two things because kind of the core of the movie is this like unified executive theory legal thing and that's the first part where it's like Cheney has massive executive—that's where it like really comes to the fore whenever they're like, wait, did the president authorize like um, the rules of engagement where you can shoot down any plane you want? Or, or how do you know that, Cheney? Yeah. And and Cheney, well, no, because it's like, did Bush authorize that? And Cheney's like, yes, he did. And everyone knows that Bush is not on the phone and has not said that.
0: Yep. I think it and should Cheney is be like, said that uh, this movie is like done in a very non-factual way, yeah. but like just definitely none of it is taken as like direct quotes or facts or anything. Well, wow. but I mean, just
1: the point the the point of that is is precise. That probably did happen that Cheney said, "I'm making
2: that call."
0: Oh right! No, I mean yeah, a lot of and that's that's the whole point. Had, like it, it, the actions that happen, but uh, they've taken a lot of liberties, and well, and I think I think
2: I think, I think sense. I think that that's that's one of I I, I struggled with it uh, watching the movie because there are several points throughout the movie where they they. Th- th- McKay basically is like, look, we're, we're clearly speculating. They even say that at one point. Yeah. Uh, and there's a, a cool scene we'll talk about later, but, um, they, 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 it, it is, um, it, it is such recent history. It's that, it's that place where it's no longer history, it's journalism. And so they don't shoot it. That way. I mean, it is, I, that was kind of frustrating to watch because it was so kind of politicized in a certain way, but it wasn't just a straight up and down, you know, biopic. It was very cut and did a lot of time jumping, but I think that was also because of uh, probably how much work they had to do with Bale to get him to look that way.
0: <laughs> yeah. And that, that was another thing. Like, Bale. They they did it really well. He looked a lot like Cheney. He did. He looked a lot more like Dick Cheney than he did like Christian Bale. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and like some of the times they'd have those cuts where it's like,
1: it's a fake. It's like they they just did a shot for shot of an actual video of Cheney or some other political figure that's in the movie, right? And they put the actors in doing it. And there were some times with Bale specifically where it is like, I do not know if this is Cheney or Christian Bale, right? Yeah.
0: Now. Yeah, that was good. But um, yeah, so it kind of starts with these like two polar defining moments of his life, his DUI and getting kicked out of Yale and 9/11 <laughs> and then goes back to his like time he got started in the Nixon administration. Mm-hmm. And, yeah. Uh, he's was, like, a patriot. Yeah, uh, he, he, he became, gets like, so a started being a, I,
1: I thought that was actually one of the one of the best scenes. Um one of the like pivotal like understanding this movie. Understanding like Dick Cheney and understanding in a lot of ways like the modern Republican Party, where he asks Rumfeld openly, and he's like, you know, like when he's—I think it's when he's a page before he gets hired into the White House. Yeah, um, it is. I
2: know. Yeah, it and is. He, yeah,
1: and he and he says to so like, what do we believe? And Steve Carell's Rumsfeld just laughs, closes his <laughs> office door, and then is like, what a fuck! And is like, that's hilarious. What do we believe? Ha ha ha! And it's like, yeah, that's actually. I mean.
2: It's, it's just literally uh, what, what their party I, what is. I thought,
0: I thought you were gonna say the part where he says uh, Rumsfeld only wanted like three things out of him, uh, like absolute loyalty. Uh, I can't remember what he said. It's just like basically just like absolute loyalty, never question me, and uh, like show up on time.
2: Yeah,
0: <laughs> and it's just like well, oh yeah, like to to get yourself into the upper echelons of politics, you just have to be a sycophant. To these guys,
1: yeah. Well, I, I mean, that is also instructive, I think, too. But I, I think the really central thing is it's like, yeah, these people who shape the modern Republican Party as it as it exists today, don't have a set of beliefs other than how do we concentrate power for ourselves and, and the people we like the people we serve.
2: Which was know? even an important like, theme what I like at that lot,
1: point. What I, what I like a lot that
0: they did was uh, like that scene where Rumsfeld's laughing when he asks what he believes. I think it was like they're talking about the uh, Nixon's bombing of Cambodia. Yeah. And then they just like McKay throughout the whole thing will just be making these decisions in the office and just like whatever drinking and being, you know, pompous ass old white guys, and then they'll intercut like the bombing of Cambodia <laughs> immediately after that scene and had like an actual Cambodia or just like footage of a Cambodian village being bombed right after, and then it cuts back to just like Cheney and Rumsfeld <laughs> to like be like, oh, there's actual consequences to this that these guys don't even see.
2: Give a yeah, they, shit about? No, not not that they don't even see that they just. It yeah, doesn't yeah, matter. No, it's no, it's no, it's, it's, it's like, their however, numbers it's on it's a chart. In,
0: to them, it's a decision made in a room with an important person. It's all about like, well, oh, uh, these people are important. That's the <clears throat> significant thing about this meeting. Not and I think dying. I think, dying um, well, I think I it's think also. One,
1: I think it's also partially like it, part of what it is 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 essentially the same thing actually that we were talking about with stop and shop where it's like where is power located in society and they have a vision of locating power more and more intensely in the hands of of a smaller and smaller set of individuals and that it is like oh look the reason they don't care about this is because it's good if 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 because he he says that he cheney is like wait don't we need congressional approval to bomb cambodia and rumsfeld's like what the fuck are you fucking talking about we could just fucking do that who gives a shit it's totally okay to just do that, well, and, 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 is, and of course and it's illegal
2: and and, and it's that is, the ask that is forgiveness, not permission power yeah,
0: well, it's yeah. not even,
1: yeah yeah that's true. That,
0: and that was that was like really kind of what Nixon's presidency really started was just that uh oh, let's just do it and like, so one
2: of the one of the characters ask, that I thought fell out uh that that wasn't there that should have been there, um besides Kissinger, who was only there for a couple moments, but I think cheney's like true um like ontological predecessor in the administrations. Um, oh my gosh. Why is his name? Uh, McNamara, Bob McNamara, yes, because yeah. McNamara was the guy who, I mean, he got his start because in world war two, he was like, uh, you guys know if you start evaluating the data from these flights that come back, you'll be able to increase your bombing stuff. And then he went, Hey McNamara, you're going to do all the bombing, uh, analysis, uh, under, um, who was the guy who led the Philippines? Um, MacArthur. Uh, MacArthur. Yeah. Yeah. And so he did, he was the one who ran all the logistics for the firebombing of like Tokyo and everything and like made that so efficient. And like that to me is the ontological predecessor of Cheney because he was a numbers guy and Cheney was a fucking numbers guy.
0: Yeah, he was. And that's, like, that's also what I think is really significant about this, like, depiction of his role as a page. It's, like, he doesn't start <laughs> getting into elected offices. He's, like, not, he's not a politician at all.
2: No, and they, yeah, not that, that part of the... Cool.
0: No he's, like, a behind-the-scenes guy. All and that's also,
1: that's also part of it, too, because he's talking to the other guy from whichever university it was uh, that he was at, because it was after he got kicked out of the ivy and was going to a state school i think it was michigan um i'm not sure and the guy's like yeah so i got sent by the young democrats club so i want to be with the democratic guy does that work for you and cheney says which dude which party is that guy in because it was rumsfeld Rumsfeld, to get the speech and the guy says well rumsfeld's a republican and he says cool i'm in that party that's what i am politically and that is that is also really telling because it's like, oh, this guy who has no respect for people below him, who's just like, I have the power, and if you do what I say, you will get some of this power through me. But I have power, and you have to respect that.
0: And he's There's like, yeah, that's, uh,
1: okay, that's what I identify with. That's who I am.
0: One of my favorite things about the show Beep uh, is that they like don't specify anyone's party in the entire show. Like they they don't say anything about parties. It's just all like the politicians interacting with each other and it's just all of them like sucking up and just trying to get ahead and just being shitty people but just the fact that they don't put party labels on it shows how transparently ideology just doesn't matter to these people yeah
2: yeah it doesn't it, 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 it and that's that's like the part of the the like numbers thing and cuz it gets into it later in in the movie but you know as we move through because there's that point where uh, Rumsfeld loses favor. And so Cheney and Rumsfeld are out. And that's when Cheney goes and starts Halliburton, uh, which is of course, you know, the, the, the great evil on the planet. And so Halliburton then starts and he starts making money with that. And that's when is that is, I think that's the scene when he tries to run and he tries to give the political speech and it just, the man can't <laughs> speak.
0: And they so- just, he's the least charismatic <clears throat> person.
1: Yeah. And then it takes him being like ill and his wife running for him to get elected to <laughs> Wyoming's at large congressional seat. Yeah. And then, and then once he's in, in power, he, he's like extremely Brilliant. efficient as, as a, as a, as a person, he's like a Mary Fallon essentially, where it's like you suck shit and you're bad, but you're a party functionary. So you get to move forward.
2: Yeah. Um, And then it kind of has that lull. And then there, there is this uh, interesting conversation I think that happens within the movie between, and this is, Um, when he, when he decides to, 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 uh, give up, uh, power, uh, and because he's a Republican and his daughter comes out as gay and he, they can't, they can't do that to her. And so they decide to step back and, Hey, you know, that's a real decision that that man made. And for the amount of time he held that decision, it was a good one.
0: (laughs) Yeah. I mean, that is, that was like interesting to see because he did actually do that. <laughs> it's like true so that is something you gotta give him props well, for <laughs> like, well but it's
1: i think it's one of those i think it's actually like kind of instructive in a way that it's like because there's also that part when he's talking with bush about being vice president and he's like well i can't budge on the like homophobia stuff
0: and bush is yeah, like of no, course you can't want like- your
1: daughter blah 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 but it's like yeah it's just it doesn't matter like it doesn't supporting gay marriage or something they they like, even care. to Bush,
2: even to Bush, who's like, yeah, listen, I'm no, going to have to run on yeah, it, it and I'm going to have not, to talk shit, but I won't, I won't make you do that.
0: Right down to their ideology at yeah. all. Yeah. There's nothing to he do doesn't, with well, their, he does, their
2: actual yeah, beliefs. Yeah. He just thinks homosexual people are fine. Probably. And at the but same time,
1: at the same time, Cheney is willing to say, yeah, I'll sell out my daughter. Like I'll sell out my daughter over this and you, and I'll still come on board, even though you're going to campaign on homophobia.
0: That's something that comes up a lot in the movie, too, and I think they do this pretty well. Is like they'll do the frequent cuts to like Cheney with his family having heartfelt moments in Wyoming and then going back to just the like completely cynical and like heartless moves he's making in Washington and just how like clearly he doesn't. There's just a complete wall between those two things for yeah. him. Just like his personal life and family life, he just has no compunction about what well, he's doing in Washington or just like anything.
1: But I think I think it's I think, that classic thing about like Hitler was nice to his dogs. Where it's like, you have two Chaneys, both of which are entirely real. And the real Cheney is the family cheney and the real Cheney is the, the politics cheney. And I think the movie does a very good job of saying actually we shouldn't care that the the, the private Cheney, you know, stops being a drunk for his wife. We shouldn't care that the private cheney tries to be nice to his daughter and is immediately like, it's okay that you're gay. So and I'm going to support yeah. you. But so I like, think it doesn't the matter. that
0: These politicians are personally nice. People doesn't fucking matter when they're doing evil. If, like, yeah. They're, yeah.
2: Uh, I think, I think there's, I think there's kind of, I think, Two really really cool notes to that. Um, n- number one, I think that yeah, like the banality of evil in it is is you know something that we always struggle with because the other side of that is is that he's a frail man even throughout the movie, um, and that's kind of the other part is that like I think the narrator does a really good job of that too because the narrator uh, and this is I think the only spoiler that we have <laughs> through the movie, uh, but the narrator is 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 a, uh, a rack vet who ends up giving. Uh, who an ends up Afghan being an Afghan vet who ends up giving yeah. uh, Cheney uh, his heart and a heart transplant after he dies. Uh, and so the 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 narrator's pretty cynical about Cheney and is not a fan. And But I think that that is a good, the same kind of way. It's like, how can you, like, even though this dude probably did detest Cheney, he's still the reason Cheney's alive. Um, but also, I was going to mention this, I think Amy Adams' portrayal of uh, Cheney's wife is amazing because there's a scene yeah, after, cause we Amy get this, cause we get this, we, after this lull, we get this scene where, uh, jo- W calls and we'll talk about, uh, W's, uh, role in the movie, but we get this scene where W calls and they give this moment where they're like, you know, what are we going to do? Are we going to run for the vice presidency? And Cheney and his wife are talking, And that's when they have the moment where they're like, "Listen, we have no idea what these two people said to each other. There's no The only thing we can do is make something up." And I don't know if you two got this. Did you guys realize that the poem they were reading each other was the rape of Lucretia? Yeah, 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 It's
1: actually,
2: God, yeah. It was- <laughs> yeah. So it's the the rape of Lucretia famously was uh, Lucretia was a Roman uh, maiden uh, of high stature who was raped by one of the kings of Rome. It was the, it was the, it was the Prince of Rome, excuse me. And the, uh, noble people were so pissed off about it that they rose up and they killed the King. And that was the end of the monarchy in Rome until the Caesars. Um, and so the rape of Lucretia is, is kind of ironic to put here, but that is what they, 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 it is a sex scene between Bale and Amy Adams, except that there is no nudity. There's no kissing. They just, recite the rape of Lucretia to each other. And it's, it's pretty good.
0: (laughs) But I think, I think that speaks to like the hyponormalcy of it. Yeah. And they're, they're discussing how, uh, like ineffective the vice presidency is at that time. And I think they're implying Cheney still got that, uh, unitary executive theory, but in the back of his mind, uh, just being like, no, I like, this is something I can make powerful. I can, take more out of this than it currently is. And uh, that next scene with, or that scene where he meets with George Bush, um, (laughs) we want to get into that now, just when you can like see him meeting Bush and just like seeing how easily manipulated he can be.
2: Yeah, because the first time you ever see him in the movie Uh, is just him in the background of a party where he's shit-faced and he's like knocking over waiters.
1: (laughs) I thought thought that uh, scene where he talks to Bush was like super well done because Bush like is like, Hey, do you want to be my running mate? And he's like, No, I don't and then he's like, Okay, but I'll hope you find somebody. And then it's like Bush is like, No, I actually do really want you. And Cheney has thought about it, talked to his wife. And then the the inter the interspersed shots of him fly fishing, where it's like he's getting the nibble, he's getting the nibble, and then yeah. Bush is like, Yes, yeah. you can have control over the bureaucracy, <laughs>
0: foreign policy, and like um like, like gives him legislative the work. Whole very industrial complex. You gives some energy. Uh, the yeah. CEO is that? of Halliburton. He,
2: he just became. It, it, it was the. Uh, it was the offer that Trump made Kasich. Yeah,
0: basically, he's like, "Oh, you could do well, uh, it's all also foreign
2: offer, and domestic policy."
1: It's also the offer that Trump made Pence that didn't get public.
2: Oh yeah, of course, a hundred percent.
1: Um, And it's so, I mean, Sam Rockwell, like genuinely, I think it's actually really useful to think of like Sam Rockwell's W as uh, in continuity with Sam Rockwell's Charlie Ford, where he's just (laughs) this craven guy who sees people in power and he like follows along with them and he's like, I'm my own man. But everyone knows he's not. He's just someone. I loved. uh,
2: I loved seeing Rockwell's W in the uh, mission accomplished uh, victory speech gear. That was like the high point of the movie. He loved. He loved
0: playing
2: dress up. Oh, W loved a costume, my man.
1: I'm so mad uh, we didn't get W in like cowboy boots on the like uh, resolute desk at some point. Oh yeah.
2: Because that dude, all the shots like, and like they didn't do much of it because the movie kind of wrapped up quickly once it got into Iraq. But like all the stuff when he was hiding in Camp David, just hiding (laughs) out in Camp David, walking around in his cowboy hat. Do you guys remember that in like 2007, 2008 when he was just like clear and brush on his own property? Because he was like, yeah, I do it. I go to the White House. Are you kidding me? (laughs) They'll kill me if I go there. Well, I also, to like bring it
1: back yeah, a little bit, I think, I think it was really, I think it was really useful too, that like that scene where they have the meeting and Cheney lays out how he's actually going to be president and Bush is like, yeah, so I had to buy this ranch so I could look like someone of the people. <laughs> and it's like, yeah, yeah that tells you everything Yale you need guy, to know. Like, I mean, <laughs> he's like yeah, a, a, a he's new like a third generation Yale, 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 who's like, oh, I'm the cowboy president. And it's like no, he's not. He's 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 a Kennedy. He's basically like a Kennedy. That that is roughly equivalent to what a uh, Bush is, and what the Bush family is. And yet everybody just went along with the fact that he's like I'm a yokel. And it's like no, he's just the rich, fail son of of a guy
0: who got into Midland Oil fields. Hold on, like, what the hold fuck? on, one,
2: hold on. One, I, one I,
0: joke. I, one joke that I don't. One joke. I don't know if you guys caught it. The uh, like. Back when he, when uh, Cheney was talking to HW Bush, yes, okay, H. yes, mentioned something about uh, running his son Jeb. Oh,
2: yeah, <laughs> well, yeah. my son's and gonna run soon.
0: Oh, you mean Jeb? <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> we're talking about like, like a am run for Jeb in two thousand because like, that was I think that was the scene where Bush was jun- uh, where W Bush, was
2: yeah, where, where W was drunk. Yeah. yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> um. And so yeah, the the unitive executive theory is the one that we kind of they, they talk about in the movie. That's kind of their their uh, their. Uh, Go big, ahead and
0: explain that because we kind of glossed over yeah, it. Yeah, it's it's I mean it's not it's it's
2: it's it's essentially that um, anything that I mean it's it's we're living out the uh, first is tragedy, then is farce. The tragedy was the Iraq War. The farce is Trump. Because uh, it is essentially the idea that um, the nothing the president can do is illegal because he's the president, and therefore whatever he does is legal. If he wants to suspend the Constitution and declare himself president for a thousand years, that's legal, because he's the president. And: Well, and, and, and an
1: important thing actually that we were talking about earlier with uh, Trump's impeachment is that, oh, the big things that Cheney did with that after 9/11. So, um, war powers, he is,
2: consolidated a lot of, he war consolidated
1: war power. powers. Yeah. the, the wiretap, the, and the, the NSA, yeah, Patriot act, yeah. NSA stuff. Security. Um, and also let you do wars without congressional and yeah, na- approval. national
2: security, war on terror. That's the other phrases that, all that of came that, of that.
1: All of that just remained untouched by Obama. Obama was like, it's cool that I have this and it's good and I should keep it I'm because be I expanded-
0: did
2: it, yeah. Oh, yeah, no, he, he added drones
1: will, will to that list. Power. Well, yeah. drones are already a thing under Bush. It's just he massively expanded
0: drones and the, the deportation and the, machine. The NSA. Um, and the
1: yeah. the, those, those were the, the three things. Um,
0: yeah, I mean, yeah, he was like, oh, well, when the next smart person like me takes control of the reins, then that will be good that we have all this power. But I can hand
2: this over to Hillary and- Clinton, it'll go swimmingly.
1: And that's kind of the thing is it's like, oh, okay, you know, everybody talked about the imperial presidency of Barack Obama. That was like a thing that people talked about. And it's like, well, that started with Cheney. That started with Cheney wanting to not be vetted when he ran for vice president and yeah, still have control yeah, over guess the important you didn't, things.
2: Guess you didn't disclose his tax records. <laughs> guess you didn't disclose his financial information. Guess you didn't disclose his medical motherfucking records. goddamn Cheney.
1: <laughs> Bernie fucking sanders Brian sanders uh great method actor i'm amazed at how well he did as (laughs) vice president from 2007 to 2000 uh, 2001 to 2009 stunningly good acting um but that was also a thing that that i think is deeply relevant today with with the trump pence presidency um is that one of the things with cheney that they said very explicitly and that they had a conversation about was cheney being like well if i'm president pro temp of the senate And I'm also a vice president and I'm in both branches. Neither Mm -hmm. branch has oversight of me. Right. And, and they're like, yeah, you don't like you, you exist in this, depending on how you use it, you're maybe in this limbo between the two where you can't, you know, you, you talk to the executive branch as part of the legislative branch and you talk to the legislative branch as part of the executive. So it's harder for people to check the stuff you do in your position, um, which is a big deal. Like that's, that's deeply relevant today. I think. Donald Trump doesn't what the fuck does Donald Trump believe in? Like the wall, that's it. That's all he believes in. A thing that they came up with so that he would stay on message on the campaign trail he, is the he, one thing he, he believes, believes in. He
2: it, believes in more stuff than be Pence like the does, though.
0: Syllables. <laughs> that's true. Yeah, I would say Donald Trump. I, I mean, I say he's probably less cynical than most people, like Cheney. Like he's far less Ooh, cynical. Yeah. <laughs> He believes I mean, it, but like for five minutes, he believes it immediately after hearing it.
1: Yeah, it's just the thing with, he doesn't really have political positions other than like protect the rich because I'm rich. Yeah. Which is like, okay, every so, rich American has that position. So, they all have very good class consciousness.
0: I think, I think, yeah, they, we're uh, coming up to like the kind of the defining part of the movie, which is like after the election of Bush, um, it kind of cuts back to that first part that it introed with when 9 11 happens. Which is like kind of midway through the movie, right? Like this is kind of the midpoint. Yeah, it was. uh, was, Yeah, yeah.
1: well,
0: I think there are like three
1: things that happen like really quickly that are like the defining points of the movie. Um, The first is actual like um, election night where two things happen that are important. Like they're like, oh, it's too close to call, and so what? Chaney... like two things happen in that scene. Number one. Cheney says to Lynn. Dick says to Lynn, "Hey, Halliburton doubled my exit package from what I thought it was going to be, right? He gets 26 million to leave Halliburton instead of 13 million, right? Um, that's important because they're what did Halliburton buy the oil fields of Iraq? That's what they bought with it, right? Um, and that's going to come up in the second important scene. But so, like, that's an important thing where it's like that incestuous relationship. And the other important thing." That then bleeds into the next second important scene, I think, is when they're like, what do we do about the fact that Gore has rescinded his um, concession? And he says, well, we just staff the White House.
2: Yeah, yeah, we staff the White House.
1: He says, we act like we want and we start staffing the White House. And then it goes to the next scene where they're staffing the White House. And the whole staffing the White House thing is, where does Bush have people? And how do we put people in positions that nullify Bush's people so we run everything? Yep. Because and that was part of what you they said. It was up like I it's get actual,
0: they're setting it up like it's an actual war map that they're like warring against Bush more than they are anyone else. And like trying to take out his guys to have and, the most influence in his cabinet. And
1: it's like, that. that works. And the end of that scene is, now that we have all these people staffed and we can basically control everything... What does Cheney say? He says, let's go to work on Iraq, meaning let's go to work on going to war with Iraq. Yep. Right. And why does he do that? Because previously they had like had a list. They like sent out they're like which oil companies would be interested in the oil fields of Iraq if we win the presidency. And Halliburton is one of those companies. Um, And so it's like there's that that thing. And then comes the 9-11 scene where it's like, okay, finally, we know for a fact that Cheney entirely controls the White House and doesn't have any checks or balances put on him in the same way. And I okay, um, so this has
2: always been the conspiracy theory, you know, the 9/11 Gra- gravel teen truthers.
1: Um, you know, <laughs> no, the, the teens don't believe it, only Mike Gravel yeah, does. The teens don't. So here's it's the thing. It's very important. I have, I've never boy. been a
2: believer in the idea that the government did 9/11. What I am a believer in is that the second it did one, we were just closing our eyes to any threats that might have been out there and just saying, Oh no. Well, Oh, we'll just, yeah. well, I in guess the, in these history, it's, the I guess these are el- forever. Yeah. I guess these 11, um, um, uh, Al Qaeda connected terrorists are taking flight lessons in Oklahoma and Florida. But, uh, I guess, uh, this, uh, old, this guy McVeigh, I guess he's been buying fertilizer by the fucking barrel. Can't figure out if he's a farmer, but, uh, I guess he's growing okay. something.
0: Yeah. Uh, Important things to focus on back then, like whether or not uh, daycare leaders were sacrificing children to Satan.
2: Or which which gay leaders in uh, LA needed to have their homes inspected by the LAPD at 2 a.m. Yeah, a. they had their
0: hands full. They couldn't.
2: Yeah, they were fucking busy. Um, but, like, it... Well, now I lost my train of thought. You derailed me. The 9-11...
0: Like,
2: oh, yeah, yeah, they, they, the the, the the second it happened, though, the second the, the, we just did, the, Cheney just didn't care. He was just waiting for something to happen. And the second it happened, he was just like, oh, there we go. That's it. Yeah. He was Done. like, here's Bam.
1: one, two and three so that I have power. Yep. So that I have unitary executive power. It's
2: over now.
0: um Yeah. I and mean, he was just so methodical about it. like The scene in the war room where Bush isn't even in the war room. He's just like kind of staring at the screen. He's like, all right. Yep. Okay. Here we go. Starts <clears throat> giving people commands.
1: Yeah, and he and he talks to his lawyer, and then he meets with John Yu, the guy. Yeah, who
0: right.
1: He's still in effect, a private lawyer for Cheney, unaccountable to the public, not White House counsel. Who then lays out the NSA spy regime, et cetera, et cetera. He meets with him through his lawyer. That he spent the whole time in the war room during 9/11, saying, "How do we turn
0: this to our advantage?" I think this does also point out just how much more people just couldn't be bothered with what was going on in politics. Like, I guess people, I don't think it's good that people are invested in like all of the Trump shit. Can you,
2: but, but can Uh. you imagine the, but I mean, I I know we all lived through it, but like, can you imagine on, on September 11th saying, where's the president? Like there, there were people who did, but I mean, I mean, that was, that mean, it was a thing that like, it didn't matter. we were, so shocked. And yeah, uh, yeah. what was the, what was the uh, approval of the Iraq invasion? 90%? Yeah.
0: Do we want to get into like the focus groups? Oh, themes? that was so great. Those focus like, group scenes were awesome. I think that's such a good, like defining thing of the, like run up to the Iraq war was just how focus grouped. And they like, uh, McKay like does all of these flash cuts to like, Cato, Heritage, Center for American Progress, like all of these think tanks who engineered the Iraq War, focus grouping, public opinion on like what to call- Yeah, uh,
1: how do we market the Iraq War?
0: Yeah, I think they it was like the same focus groups they had earlier when they were talking about like the getting rid of the estate tax by calling it the death tax. Yeah, yeah,
1: yeah. yeah.
0: It was the exact same. It was like these things- The same thing. They're just like, yeah, we're just trying to focus group you know, what, what will public opinion be on this war? What, what are the right things we need to say? Cause they knew they had a slam dunk cause everyone was afraid and confused.
2: Yep, you Just got to feed it. And then, yeah, they, they get that war on terror phrase and it's like, all right, that's it. That's the forever war. We're here. Let's go.
0: I also think this might be a good time to talk about like how much I'm just definitely sure that Adam McKay has watched hyper normalization. <laughs>
1: Nine like, million
0: percent. That movie felt so much like hypernormalization. Yeah. The, line throughout the whole thing is just like the thesis of hypernormalization that everyone's confused and scared and it's getting more complicated. So the comforting the comforting lie is what people accept.
1: And, and, and everybody also in a way knows that it's, it's off. Everybody's just yeah, like, yeah, that. it's kind of fucked off. It's kind of fucked up, but well, what are that, you going to fucking do? They did that
2: really well in the show when they were talking about, I don't remember, or in the movie when, I don't remember who they were talking to when they were like, yeah, I don't remember when it switched. I don't remember when we were chasing Osama bin Laden and then we were invading Iraq.
0: And yeah, like when they were talking to no one knows yeah. why it just sort of happened while we were all half asleep.
2: Yeah, but that like, but when they're talking about it that way, like I remember that, like I remember being kind of like, because I was like a kid, so you don't you don't understand, and you're not meant to, and but yeah, all of
0: a sudden, yeah, no, I was like, are we at war with these people? I, mean, I had the same questions that the like adults in the focus group had as a child. I was like, are we at war with these people? Did are we fighting someone? Yeah, it was right. like, ugh.
2: and then yeah, of course, showing all the, I mean, they did. I mean, I think, I think. The biggest key that uh, McKay's seen hyper-normalization is the the smash cut. What's that scene has. with
0: the smeared blood? Oh, like, yeah, that, the that too. the literal opening scene, hyper-normalization of the like, smeared blood cut from Iraq. Yeah, well, I, yeah, yeah. I, I thought the of the
2: smash cuts, cuts where, like, like showing the, especially the troops coming home, because, like, that's one I know yeah. is in that movie, too. But, I mean, it's in several movies, but those smash cuts are always so... It's just hard to watch. Yeah, I do that
0: throughout the movie, and it's, like, such a good rough juxtaposition to the banality of Cheney's life throughout
1: the whole thing. I thought it was also really good, the, the smash cuts are like a related but kind of different tangent, when they were talking about torture, and they were like, well, that's torture. Oh, you can't yeah. torture people. It's illegal. And they're like, well, yeah, the U.S. is signed on to the Geneva Convention, and so if the U.S. is doing it, it's not torture because we can't torture. It'd be illegal for us to torture people. The U.S. doesn't torture. So it. we can do these things because we don't torture. And it was like that circular logic of like, well, if we're doing it, And if we're following the law because we obviously follow the law, then it's not torture. Instead of like, what is torture? Are we doing torture or not?
2: Which is the same
1: same thing because it was a smash cut to like people getting waterboarded to the dogs, people just getting beat to the guy like yelling and just
2: wailing on a dude. And
0: then about that same time, they have the scene where Halliburton comes back with like that same oil field map that they were like carving it up earlier and it's just like, Oh yeah, these are the plots in this area and like literally planning the war with them. Um, uh
2: Halliburton
1: yeah. has a bridge at the gathering place for Tulsa. Um Just wanna let
0: everybody know that. Uh
2: um, wanna Yeah, they yeah, always Well wanna
0: they always set I, up, like, career fairs at OSU. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I remember they would be there a lot. Oh.
2: Uh, I don't want to, I, because I, one of my favorite things, especially in well done movies like the this, was uh, the of course the uh, cinematography, and one of the best shots. Because I mean, really, um, Christian Bale plays and McKay shoots Cheney as a villain, as a consummate villain the whole time, and he's fat. And there is this scene where McKay or uh, where. Bale as Cheney is standing in the doorway to the Oval Office and he's silhouetted and he's in total darkness. And it is one of the creepiest, most chilling scenes.
0: Yeah, that was like.
2: With his just glasses hanging off and this massive fat man. And you just know it's Chaney. I mean, oh my God. I
0: mean, he just had this like lumbering look. Like, no, yeah, it was like hunched over. I mean, yeah. And it's funny because I, the whole time I was just like, you know. All of these kind of behind the wheels guys, like Bannon has that same kind of presence, mm-hmm. of just like a gross dude lurking behind everywhere.
2: It's the same thing, Karl Rove, uh, Kissinger, yeah, Rove the uh, McNamara, guy. they were all <laughs> like that. All these number guys, man, is the same. I mean, you know, you know, fi- fi- find old pictures of the supporting cast of Hitler's crew, too. They all look the they're all same beady eyed, evil motherfuckers. You know? <laughs> yeah.
1: Himmler. Himmler looks extremely similar to Cheney.
2: Yeah. it's yeah. That yeah. Dark and over. Uh, but that scene with him, I mean, that's going to be in my night. Course, no, wait, I, I meant
1: goring. Actually, I'm sorry.
2: Um, but Goring or getting? I was I've always said that getting. No, it's uh, Gürting,
1: would be the German way to okay. say it. But um.
2: Who is the Jubo the, captain? Die Hard? The stupid name?
1: <laughs> I'm talking about the Luftwaffe guy, who actually kind of, like, fat dude who has the same energy as Cheney. Yeah. Of, like, demonic name? evil. Oh.
0: Another thing that we have not uh, been talking about, but a recurring theme throughout the movie is Cheney's multiple heart attacks, which come up (laughs) at random moments. Um, And just like the passive nature that all of his heart attacks happen, Um, I think one of them happens on the night uh, W gets elected in 2000.
1: (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because he's like, oh, man, gotta get me to the the hospital. hospital,
0: Having a heart attack again. (laughs) Just like the... (laughs) And, uh, yeah, this is just something that, like, in a very kind of interspersed throughout random points, his heart attacks (laughs) interrupt the action of the movie, um, until he gets his heart transplant, which is after he leaves Bush? Yeah.
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. It's like, because it's towards the end of the movie, because that's when we find out the narrator is, uh... Uh, who the narrator is? Uh, I think his name is Jesse Plumage. Plumage, something yeah, like yeah.
0: That. Uh, <laughs> Jesse Plemons, yeah, the kind of like uh, Matt Damon. He's like in guy Fargo guy. season two. Uh, he yeah, was at the
2: yeah. end of Breaking Bad. He was the creepy guy at the end of Breaking Bad.
0: He was in that Star Trek
2: Black Mirror episode. Yeah, he. he, he yeah, very, very good. Good actor. Did, did a did I thought I thought he
0: did a yeah, great, he did great job. Great. Yeah, yeah. I like him in everything he's in. Mm-hmm. Like he he had a kind of shorty role in this but
2: yeah he he's always good I'm trying to think if there's if there's is there's much cuz i mean the movie kind of ends on, i mean the we we've, we've kind of pushed through i mean the the climax is definitely them getting into power and then they the touch it just ride the off into the sunset.
0: War,
2: I mean, I think well, there I are think maybe... Except, I guess, Rumsfeld's... Rumsfeld uh, Steve Carell's Rumsfeld is wonderful throughout the whole thing. But the, the 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 great scene at the end where they're trying to run from the, the failing polls and everything where Rumsfeld says, are they going to prosecute us?
0: <laughs> that was good. Kid. I think well, I, the, uh, the anticlimactic nature of it is really good because it kind of just goes to the end of the Bush presidency then to his heart transplant, but that's it. And, like, that really was Cheney. He disappeared after 2008. I mean, he was just gone. Like, even ghouls like Kissinger still, like, come up every now and again, but Cheney really did just go off the map, and I'm sure he knew, like, yeah, I can't be in the public eye anymore.
2: Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, he knew he had to flee. Well, and, I I
1: mean, I I think there are kind of maybe two... Gotcha. What were they? There may be two last important things to say, um, in a way that one of them is the whole, like, oh, okay. Yeah. So like throw Mary under the bus for Liz's political career. Like just, yeah. Okay. Your sister's gay. You can oppose gay marriage. Your political career is more important. Um, than like your fucking family relations, which says the whole thing you need to say again yeah. about the Hitler, Hitler was nice to his dogs thing. Where it's like, no, the public person is actually the real... We all act like, no, the real me is the one at home, the private one, the person I am to my friends and family. And it's like, no, actually the real person yeah, is no, the one that's the out public- in the world and exists.
0: Yep. And with so politicians...
1: The one, that's, one
0: that affects things in the world.
1: Yeah, and that's such a clear line with politicians. And the other one is the, the whole story of Cheney shooting the dude in the face. Where it's like, Cheney... The dude apologized yeah. to Cheney. And his family. And Cheney... Yeah didn't apologize and why
2: that- would Cheney apologize to someone
1: well oh, yeah I, of well, course but I mean that kind of I think that kind of says it where it's like no like Cheney is at the point where he literally you know Trump says I could shoot somebody on 6th Avenue and nobody would give a shit Cheney literally shot someone Cheney
0: straight up that? And shot someone I think and, that and the guy apologized that, that, like the fact that he refused to apologize became such a precedent. And I think that this was a big theme throughout the movie, too, of just how Trump politics came into being. Because he was just like, no, 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 we pretend like we've already won the election. No, no, I will not apologize to the guy publicly. Like, I'm not going to give an apology because people see that as weak. Yep. Um, he just, like, refused to concede an inch on anything and just, like... Headed and strong-armed his way through. Everything it's not about, through being, it's not
2: about being right. It's just about being strong. It's it's it, it is yeah. someone who I mean, and it is all. And, and and I keep bringing it back because I can't help but do this because these all these fucking guys think is saying it is the real politique of it. That is, it is the might is right, and that's the same way Kissinger thought, and that's the same way Nixon thought, and it's the same way Kennedy thought, and it's the same way Hitler thought. And,
1: and the thing with but I think the important and I think the through line to the Trump presidency that's super important about that is that Cheney knows he Cheney very obviously knows he's doing that. He's coming up with a way to do it. He's saying I want to do this. How do I make this happen? Oh, Scalia is a minor character that gives me the layout for it. And then I build on that. And somebody like Trump is not is is a believer, you know, Trump doesn't think like that. Trump is not having these thoughts or something. Like the most new Republicans aren't thinking through it like that. They just believe it. In a way that's importantly different because they don't have some goal that they're trying to achieve with that. That's just the politics that they think are real. You know? It's that it's that classic line of like if you hang out if everybody's being ironic, at some point you'll have people join the group that aren't being like it'll turn from people being ironic to people meaning it,
0: you know? They've drank too much of their own medicine and, like, poisoned their own well, I guess would be a better metaphor. And, like, because it shows, they have a point in the movie where uh, he meets with Roger Ailes when Ailes is trying to develop Fox News. And it's like, oh, it's going to be an all-conservative, we're getting rid of the Fairness Doctrine, it's going to be an all-conservative media network. And it just, like, it it doesn't kind of, it doesn't follow the thread of Fox News that much, but it just, that entry point to how it's metastasized today in, like, filling the Republican Party with the true believers now. Oh yeah. Is
2: just <laughs> well, I think that'll go ahead and conclude our discussion of the movie voice. Wait, one last Yo. thing.
1: One last thing. Grade it. Everybody, what's your grade?
2: A- I'm giving a plus B plus.
1: B plus, okay. Lassie what what's what do you give
0: it? Um I'll give it I'll give it a B. I think that there were, like... The characters were good, and the cinematography was good. I think they could have done more with some of the characters that they had. I don't know. It was... For the cast that they had, it felt underwhelming. I, I thought they seemed, could have used
2: Corral so much more.
0: Yes, definitely. I wanted to see more of Corel. He could have, like, had a lot more involvement in it. Um, this- and I also think that there was, like... I don't know. I think there were too many kind of trying to drive home the parallels to, oh, Cheney was a bad man and now Trump is here. I think they tried to draw a few too many like resistance type parallels. Brad Pitt it.
2: and Will Farrell executive produced it.
1: See, I'm going to give it an A because I think in a way it was actually like kind of subverting that resistance stuff. Like when they have that cutaway of Reagan saying, make America great again, I think. Adam McKay was saying, "This is just the Republican Party. This is not Trump. There's nothing to do with Trump. Like Trump is is just part and parcel of this in the same way that Cheney is." Um, I kind of I got that vibe from the movie that it was. It I, was guess, like I guess Trump I
0: guess it doesn't mean I don't feel like it'll be. Uh, I don't feel like it'll be timeless. I don't think it will be as good outside of the context yeah. of like the Trump presidency. That's
2: what dropped me to yeah. Agree. That's true. Not, I kept it so a much, B plus because so I thought he's, like, I on
0: board with the reason. <laughs>
2: I think I thought it was yeah, a great movie I, and more than anything, if I could give, if I could give Christian Bale an A plus, I would because he was, yeah. A,
0: I mean, of course he's great in everything. He always does such a good performance, but, yeah, but I mean, great, even um,
2: then I, I don't, I, I don't, prepared. I don't discount it because he does it all the time. I mean, he, he, damn, I was impressed. And not just what he went through to do the acting. Cause he did the voice. I mean, he does a very, very good Cheney, but what he did to his fucking body, like that's impressive. Yeah. It's just it's just impressive, and that's 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 a lot of where that and I thought the acting throughout it was good. I enjoyed some of the that writing quirks. Um, I didn't like some of the storytelling. I wish that they would have that, that, and I get why he did it, but I wish he would have chosen Elaine. I wish we would have either done intros and outros that were smash cut and with the narrator and did a story with Cheney and the serious acting, or. We did something else, but the, the, the constant fourth wall breaking with the narrator who's talking to the camera and moving the kid, and we're, we're confused yeah, by that. Yeah, the news reporter as well. Yeah, the news—that yeah, got confusing. They picked a few too
0: many—yeah, uh, they, they picked a, t- a few too many, like, uh, I guess— Gimmicks. Techniques with it. Or,
1: I mean, yeah, it, it had that, it had that, like, the gimmicks of, uh, it had the gimmicks of, what's it called, of, uh, the big short, but didn't use them as well
0: yeah. sometimes. Yes, yeah, and definitely a big short feel. I also thought, uh, at least with the character work, uh, kind of like a Death of Stalin feel. yeah.
2: Yeah, yeah, but, very but, true. But that's but that's kind of my point. Is is I need I needed it to be one of those lanes. I either yes, needed it yeah. to be Death of Stalin, or I it, needed it to it be still try and be like a, a
1: half biopic. Yeah,
2: yeah, because if it if really just been,
1: if it had just been like Big Short, full stop. Yeah. I think that would have been cool instead of like biopic slash big short.
2: Yeah, that, right. that was, that was, that's where my biggest grade reduction comes from. It's because everything else to me, I mean, the music was good. The cinematography was good. The acting was great. The writing was good. I was happy with the writing. It was just, they were half foot in one thing and half foot in the other. All right, guys. Well, that's going to be it. Uh, Get in contact if you want to be a part of trying to get Bonnie Kukla fired. uh, I guess you need to send an email over to the show. Or you can contest us at our Twitter, which is at OK. We also have a Facebook page and a subreddit, which I hope Carl checks. Um, You can listen on SoundCloud and iTunes, as well as most other places podcasts are found. Any questions, comments, complaints, concerns can be sent to our email, RedStarOverOK at gmail.com. Please tell your friends about us and rate and review on iTunes. Have a nice week, everybody.
1: Bye.